By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are battling. We are supernatural. Are you ready? For episode 31 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where the, the cash is at? at? Yo, 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 where are the captains at? Yo, one, two, they coming for mm. you. Three, four, better listen to the show. Mm. Five, six, better pick you a bitch. Seven, eight, better take her on a date. Nine, ten, better get it in, get it in. Yo, where the captains at? Yeah, baby, you already know we back again. Hey. I did not approve of that song, so don't ask me what the fuck was going on there, because I don't know what the fuck was going on there myself. And nobody will. <laughs> you already know who it is. It's yours truly, Kells for Show, a.k.a. To be known is to be forgotten. And joining me today always is my bro host. You know the dream child, Roscoe Tencoyle. Yes, yes, y'all. And joining us always and also is the boy, Danny D. Rojas. Actually, it's Danny E. Rojas. My father is Danny D. Rojas. Oh, mm. word. So it's D-E-R. Yeah. Deer? Which actually... I know uh, how to spell deer. But what, what, what is that backwards? Red, oh, no, no. You ain't part Red. of that, you ain't what, part of that is, Nazi what, what group. Is, what does Rojas mean? Ro- Rojas means Rojo. Which red means pants. boat. Which means red. Yo, so you red... So you you have red, red, red. So you have a red oh. back. So you have a red bottom. So you don't say baboon shit. Always. Because you're a red person. Because you're an indigenous person. Okay. Because you're red people, right? I'm just saying. Wait, I just have a now new question now because I just realized this. But wait, wait. wait, uh, National American Heritage Day is coming up. No, it passed. Oh. No, Native American Day. No, no, no. no. Indigenous people, that's Columbus Day. I'm talking about National American Day or Heritage Month that starts like in a month. Why ain't it called Indigenous People Month? Well, you know why they did that, right? Because it's in November, and that way they feel better about giving all those... Uh, so it's no to the Reds? Oh! Ooh. They're like, yeah, we stole your land and gave you That's a bad That's how November blankets, created? But, hey, you know what? Here you go. I was about to say well, but there's no well that I need to be said, because it's all fucked up. For real, for real. <laughs> it is, like, yo. Yeah, November is definitely next month. But like I've been asking people... Are we officially changing Thanksgiving to either Turkey Day this year? No. Or Food Day. Mm. Or Friendsgiving. Or the Day of Giving Thanks. No, that's still that's still the same thing. That is kind of still. That's like calling Uno one. Like it's, I mean, it's, is it really called Uno in Spanish? Yeah. I mean, in the England countries. I mean. Yeah. It's the brand. That is true. Speaking of brands, it's time to get into Yo, What's Poppin'. What be hubby? And that's the part of the show when we talk about headlines from the world of pop culture. And Ross, go ahead and start off with what was going on in wrestling over the last week. Uh, so, Kelsey, what does WWE stand for? WWE stands for Worldwide no, Entertainment. No, you're wrong. It stands for Walk Wolf Elias. Mm. Yes, nigga, your boy's mm. back. Elias came back last week. Mm. Out here Walk with him. Starting a feud with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he came right back into the game. Which also kind of makes continuity issues. Because, if you recall, during the beginning of the Jeff Sheamus uh, feud, 
Sheamus ran over Elias and claimed it was Jeff Hardy, and all of us had to think it was Jeff Hardy because that was the episode oh. he got arrested on. So Sheamus hit him with the okie doke. So basically, yeah, Elias like, man, y'all said it was Jeff that hit me, so I, I'm starting this beef with this nigga now that I'm back. And yeah, is Elias still his same gimmick? Yeah. Same character? Boy, that boy came. Middle of a triple threat match. Maybe the best match of last week. Probably the best match on Raw in a minute. Seth versus AJ versus Jeff Hardy. Triple threat match. And Elias popped back up in? Popped up at the last minute to give AJ the win. Word. Whew. Because honestly, I don't know who was going to get that clean win. Because all three was... I ain't going to front. It made me realize... How good these three niggas are, and we never saw them in a triple threat match. And we need to see this happen. We ain't since AJ and Jeff is on Raw and Seth is on SmackDown, but boy, oh boy. Um, But yet, past that, uh, we have had a death in the wrestling industry, not WWE or AEW. This is a luchador. Forgot how to pronounce his name, so I cannot tell y'all what his name is. All I know is he passed away at 26 with a heart attack. In the ring. Well, thoughts and prayers always go out to his friends and family, his loved ones. Um, speaking of AD, AEW, what's um, going on with him? Oh, well, outside of the fact that they just celebrated a whole one year on television, come to find out uh, they're doing good over across the pond. So good that did not notice. You can only uh, watch WWE through, like, Fight TV or whatnot on over in the UK, but with AEW, they're on one of their, like, free, like, ITV joints, which is a free wrestling uh, channel. So, they've gained, like, five times the viewership over there compared to how we have to do with our competing, uh, competing with all the other stuff. But, yeah, they they doubled the amount of viewers in, in uh, SmackDown and uh, on Raw over there just by the way that they're viewing, and they've renewed their contract over there in the UK. So things are looking well. Uh but also congratulations to I forgot what his name is, but WWE outbidded AEW for this new re- uh this up and coming wrestler. Uh was impressive so much that literally WWE only won by basically saying we're gonna push you to the moon if you sign with us. Oh UK I, wrestler. Yeah that sounds Finding daddy, but I don't trust WWE when it comes to that. It's one of those things, and the only reason why we found out about that is because of Mero, a.k.a. Rusev, has uh, mentioned it on Twitch that they lost a dude to the dark side. Word. And isn't Halloween Havoc coming up? Um. Oh, well, thank you on that for reminding me. Yes, WWE has brought back the tr- uh, the classic WCW Halloween. Uh, October pay-per-view Halloween Havoc it is no longer a pay-per-view. It is now an NXT event mm. that's being hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, which is one of their wrestlers. And on top of that, I want to say almost all the matches on this Halloween Havoc is going to be stipulated by the will to bring you back the will too for this Halloween Havoc. Word. Yes. So next Wednesday should be Halloween Havoc. And from what has now been the Performance Center has now been changed to the World Class Wrestling Center. They just renamed it basically just to keep the CWC uh, name logo out. For those that don't know, that was the name of the original wrestling company for Vince Sr. 
that he created territory-wise. They just now just, instead of keeping the name meaning for what it is, it has now been renamed just to honor Vince's dad and to honor wrestling history all at once. Word. So moving off of wrestling, what about video games? Any new news in that realm? Oh, yes. I found out that uh, they are delaying Hawkeye for Marvel's Avengers, but yet they're giving care, uh, all people has that has already owned it and played it 12,000 credits, uh, it, enough credits to buy a legendary outfit of and some other stuff in-game credit-wise for upgrading our characters as a thank you bundle. Um, I know... Since this has already came out, a bunch of games have dropped their Halloween event. Rocket League, Rocket Arena, uh, Red Dead Redemption Online, Grand Theft Auto Online, Call of Duty. All the big games have dropped their Halloween event, so give them a check. Overwatch. Word, because, yeah, because that Hawkeye shit had me like, huh, why, why, oh, why will you push this character back? When people are at home, they need games, they need DLC. You already had it figured out way back when, but they're gonna do what they're gonna do. And from what I heard, just me personally, like a lot of people have been falling off that game as it is, and that's would have been a sure what surefire way to get people back playing it. Of course, DLC and characters. But then again, we're supposed to be getting Kate Bishop first, right? We're supposed to get Kate first. Then they changed it and said they were gonna drop both Hawkeyes at the same time. And exactly, and it's like. But- they probably play differently. I'm pretty sure they will, yeah. but it's still two archers. Like, we don't really need two archers at the same damn time. Like, that's why I thought Hawkeye was going to come as Ronan instead if they already had Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. Is Kate Bishop still coming when she was supposed to? Or are they pushing I her think well? she's I still coming when she's supposed to. I'm not 100%. But yet, in conspiracy theory, Ross, on that moment statement, only reason why I think things are getting pushed back and being messed with this time is because... They had to push the game back just because they wanted to get it ready for the new uh, systems. And while getting things and the bugs fixed for the new systems, they weren't keeping sure and cleaning up the current systems. So now they have to do a whole bunch of bug fixes and re-updates to just get stuff contented up. And people, which I still have yet under not understand, there's this new trend in generations of games are now considered like what most people who do know the info and ins and out games and services? For those people that don't know, every console is, I mean, every gaming industry company is trying to have their one big game that people are attracted to. All they got to do is update and keep them happy. AKA Fallout 76, freaking ESO, all the, all the MMOs currently, technically, but take Fallout 76, for example. It's a game of service game. Started all clunky. Everybody hated. After about a year, things came to what they're kind of liking right now. And they just only just been dropping out new content and feeding out new info and doing minor games with life service, uh, quality of life changes. AKA Overwatch, a game that's been 10 years in the making. Only really technically five in the real public side. People expect that this Overwatch 2 is supposed to be out as quick as water. have to remind people, Overwatch beforehand, before it even came out to the public, only was a PC game that was in beta that was one of the biggest things that was being talked about. 
I only secretly came across Overwatch because the news people that I watch are and the people that I watch on YouTube were PC players and always talked about this game. Did my little research and was like, all right, cool. This is what this is about. A month later, it came out everywhere. I understood the hype. You got to give your game some time to let them breathe and, because it's not like it's the 90s or early where literally you have to send out the game perfect, no bugs, no nothing because there ain't no way to update. Most of these companies now, it's get it out, make sure some of the fans are liking it, make sure it's hype enough, update as much as we can and make sure they like it, and then just give them content. Word, and speaking of content... Moving on from video games and a little anime news right now. It's been announced that Dragon Ball Super will receive a new story arc after the current Moro slash Galactic Patrol prisoner arc mm. wraps up. It's coming to a close because without giving away spoilers, Goku was being Goku. And yeah, a lot of fans are upset about the decision his characters went in due to this writing, this, um, the ass end of this um, current arc right now. So hopefully... It ends on a high note because, you know, we're here, we're Dragon Ball fans. We're, we're going to take what we get, but at the same time, doesn't mean you can't do it better and actually let some of these characters progress. Like, for example, Vegeta, even 17, Piccolo, Gohan. It seems like all these other characters characters could grow and evolve, but Goku always reverts back. To his childhood state of being a dumb kid that just want to be powerful. Exactly. So, yeah, and speaking of powerful kids... The Static Shock movie has an official producer, and that producer is none other than the one and only Johnny Storm himself, a.k.a. Eric Killmonger, a.k.a. Michael B. Jordan. So mm -hmm. the movie is officially going forward through DC and Warner Brothers. And the fact that Michael B. Jordan is producing just lets me know that this movie is actually going to see the light of day sooner than later. Oh, and this is about to be like his fourth or fifth movie he's producing. Yeah, because a lot of the shit that he's producing, he's also... Has always been secret hits that he's been a part of. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm he's like, starting that shit, too, so... What if he played Virgil's dad? I already brought that up. Bruh. I think me and Daniel had this conversation, too. He's not... Technically, he's old enough to have a kid in high school, but he doesn't have that father, father figure, figure but this could be the yet. But this could be the big break for us to see him in a different light. It could be, but I think he'll play somebody either... Another villain or just somebody, or somebody in, the in the neighborhood. Exactly. So it won't be so focused on him as a character that always has to return. Mm. But then again, we never know. He might actually end up playing his dad. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Because if he does, that would be the second time he played the father to a superhero kid. Oh, yeah, Grace because Grayson Dion would be the first role as well. Wouldn't it be his third? Because wasn't Ken he was a dad? No, Ken was his brother. He was from the future in that. Okay. He, it was a time traveler. And um, and speaking of brothers with superpowers, this because normally I don't report rumors here, but this was more or less Loki has been confirmed by sources sources, but Sony's been backtracking a lot of things. But word on the street is from reputable sources that Miles Morales has been cast in the MCU or in a spider uh, in a Sony film, but Sony's trying to play coy and not say anything. But also today, leaked test footage from <laughs> auditioning for auditions for Miles had hit the internet. At this point, they've all been taken down. So you can't have leaked footage of auditions if you're not auditioning people for that role. 
you know it's going to happen. Y'all already promoting this Spider-Man 2 video game as Miles. Exactly. It's Y'all already gave us the anime, movie. Spider-Reverse movie. Everybody's been saying, give us a live-action Miles since we've had Miles in the comic books. Yes. And another thing, too... And y'all already supposedly rumoredly giving us Andrew and what you call it, so Toby McGuire. Toby for so. But the thing about give us the black one. The thing about that when Sony was asked, they didn't confirm nor deny. Mm-hmm. They just said instead of saying no, they're not going to be in it, or yes, they are. They they just said they haven't been confirmed yet. Key words there, confirm. Because if they weren't coming back or they're not in the movie, they would say no. They just said those actors have not been confirmed. So, if I was a better man, we'll see not just those three original Spider-Mans, Andrew, Toby, and uh, Tom. We also will see our first live-action Miles, which also leads me to believe we will also see our first live-action Spider-Gwen as well. And rumors have been spiraling around, too, that Nick Cage might pop up in one of these movies as a live-action Spider-Man noir as well. So... We'll see how that goes. And you know how he loves to play his Spider-Man noir. Exactly. And another bit of superhero news. Jason Eccles, if you're a fan of Supernatural. Jensen. Jensen Eccles. It's not Jason? Nope, it's J-E-N-S-O-N. Oh, well, sure. Jensen Eccles has been cast to play none other than, no drum roll, you, Soldier Boy, baby. Soldier Boy, yeah. tell him. Yes, he's playing Soldier Boy. Not that Soldier Boy. <laughs> but the boys' universe version of Captain America in season three, because the boys' universe version of the Avengers will be uh, front and center. Because a lot of people out there are like, yo, the boys make a lot of fun about DC characters and their tropes, like with Snyder and things like that. When will they do the same thing with Marvel? Well, season three, they will. So, and Soldier Boy is one of those characters that's going to pop up. As same with other analogs for Avengers characters. And also, they have a team in the books called the G-Men. Is that correct? Yeah. Or basically the X-Men of that universe, too. So, speculations have been said that we're either going to get them teased in three and debuting four. But the boys, um, creator or showrunner, said they're going to have at least five seasons. And I believe there's going to be a comic book coming out um, soon, which focuses on the G-Men, what I heard as well. Because a lot of the boys' universe has been growing with the TV series, so they start adding more comic books to the lore. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, okay. And moving on to music, um, over the weekend, I checked out a couple albums. I actually listened to Party Next Door, new album Party Pack today when I was um, at work. Um, Astrid S. dropped that album called um, Leave It Beautiful, which was chill. And Nova Miller dropped the album called The Passion. And that was real cool. Like, if you like poppy music, contemporary shit, you'll like her album. And the boy T.I. dropped an album called Libra. I have not listened to that yet, but I heard it was good. Like, I plan on doing that. I heard it's his 444. That's what I heard, too. And if you don't know what 444 was, that was Jay-Z's more mature, adult, contemporary hip-hop album when he talked about the issues that was going on with his marriage with Beyonce and how he was just talking about black power and black ownership. ownership and how we need to be responsible as black men and black people and uplift ourselves more from the babies to the kids to the teens to the young adults to the old heads because we can't look for people to lift us up if we're not willing to lift ourselves up. We need to start being more cognitive of how we treat each other and the way we perceive ourselves in media 
and in the culture and realize we have the power. We have what people want to be. We make everything cool. We need to start utilizing that coolness and the dollars to make ourselves our best selves. Because at the end of the day, if they're not going to build you up, you got to build yourselves. And yeah, so definitely check out that 444 album if you haven't heard that yet either. If you haven't heard it, I don't know why you waste your time. Make sure you listen to that shit too. And then I can't talk about music without talking about YWDCA10. Um, it's our playlist for the month of October. Um, a couple singles that have been added to that playlist has been um, Young Blue and Drake, You're Still Mine. Um, I never heard Young Blue before, but it definitely fit the tone of what Drake do when he gets on his emo singing bag. It's a bop. Young um, Nar, I don't know if it's Gar, I don't know if the G's silent, but it's Little um, Gar or Little Nar has a new song with Little Uzi Vert called Diamond Choker. The only reason it's on the playlist is because that boy Uzi dropped a Naruto reference, and anytime you drop a, a cool-ass anime bar, I'm going to put your song on the playlist. Then one of my favorite um, indie groups, Middle Kids, dropped a new song called Are You For Me. What? Middle Kids dropped a new joint? Yes, and uh, oh, that's my vibe. Shit. I love that shit. That um, Glass Animals also has a new single called Tangerine. Um, like I said before, that album, I already listened to it last week. You should always listen, already be listening to that album. If you're not a Glass Animal fans, you need to go to the zoo and become one. Yep. The songs are definitely, it's a bop. It got a nice little melody and a nice little groove to it. Definitely some Saturday afternoon on a warm day type scrolling through the park type music. If you're getting ready for the party, it's definitely like that pre-party setup music. Through the park on a Saturday afternoon music. Hell yeah! Eat an ice cream, get a little messy. Mm. And also, um, Sada Baby dropped the remix to his song "Whole Lot of Choppers" with Nicki Minaj on it, and Nicki goes ham. Nicki just welcoming a healthy baby boy into the world. Want to say congratulations to her. She's a mama. Always, you know, new life in the world is always dope. And she's rapping on about having a baby and stunning on these hoes. I can't be mad at any mama stunning on these hoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going to bring this portion of the show to a wrap. And that was Yo Was Poppin'. And now we're about to head on to the meat, the it's thickness of the show. The geek of the, the show. The creme de la creme. The rasta. Which y'all pasta. all came to hear. And that's, yo, we geeking out. We geeks, we geeks. And what we're going to geek out about today is one of my favorite movies for more than one reason. Uh, I forgot how bad, but yet how good this movie is. And it wasn't just the movie itself. It was a whole experience of us being young teens in high school, getting the squad together to go to the movie theaters to watch something we never thought we would see. And this This was 10 years in the making. You could call it a horror classic. You could call it a horror comedy classic. Regardless, it's it's one of a kind. It's one of a kind. Before the Avengers were linking up and doing battle and shit, (laughs) we had the original Versus movie. Before Batman versus Superman, we had none other than Freddy versus Jason. And for some people, yes, this might have just been a random out the spur. Let's just have two villains fight each other. But let me hit you with a nice old good Easter egg of why my generation was so happy when this movie was coming out. See, there was this movie called uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yep. And at the end of said movie. I believe te- um, chronologically that would be Jason 9. Because the one following that was Jason X. When he was yep, yep. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, upon this, 
you see Jason's Halloween uh, hockey mask at, at the, the end, end of the scene. Yep, at the end of the movie. And what happens? It gets grabbed by a claw full of nails and gets drugged down the dirt. We already know there's only one hand that has claws attached to it. Why the heck was Freddy giving a two-second cameo for a movie at the ass end? So everybody in my generation was like, so does this mean Freddy and Jason about to team up? We don't know. Ten years pass, Freddy versus Jason trailer just drops out of nowhere. Me and Kels look at each other in high school, and we set up a plan to watch this with everybody on a Friday night at 10 o'clock at the mic. One of our usual rendezvous adventures we always do. And the thing about that whole thing with Jason Goes to Hell, like even the way that it's set up, it was like at a playground. You had the leaves on the ground, the swing swinging, and then you just staring at the mask for a prolonged time. Prolonged, I use that term loosely. But then, like Ross said, the hand just comes out and pulls it down. You just hear the, <laughs> you hear the Freddy laugh. And for like a whole decade, horror fans were like, what the fuck? What? What, what did this so mean? It was an urban legend. It was supposed to happen sooner or later. They had to figure out the rights. And in 2003, it finally happened. And like Ross said, we got the squad together. We went to the mic, a.k.a. the hood mic, a.k.a. car mic that used to be there on Saf Academy and Astrazon. It's now, now owned by AMC. Yes, but when that theater was there, that was a theater we all went to, mainly because we all lived in the area. And also, it was the hood one quote unquote so it's the cheapest theater and we saw all the fast and furious there we seen the signs every time especially during the summer there. yeah especially during the summer we'll always link up a big group of us will always mob up there and do our thing and see the movies together as teenagers as friends then we'll walk back have our chuckles talk about the movie get hype and just chill out on block all night until you know you had to go fuck to sleep and that's one of the things, too, like, I don't miss a lot of things about being in high school or being a kid, but those moment, moments of seeing movies with your friends and popcorn, saying next to a girl you might like, or dude, if that's what you into, you know, it's all gravy, and just the, the experience of being in a movie theater. And the thing, too, about watching that movie, even before the movie started, everybody was in that motherfucker hype because you know what you came to see. You had motherfuckers throwing gummy bears and shit. Oh, People get cussed a, out. It was a shit like, show for this one. Motherfuckers like, y'all better shut up when this movie start. <laughs> I know y'all ain't be laughing this loud when this movie start. Y'all better be quiet. <laughs> Only for people to be laughing as loud as that. You hear a little one. You hear a. You hear a little Wayne lighter flick. Smell the weed in the air. Motherfuckers not caring. We're like, oh, here we go. Freddy versus Jason. And the movie happens. We're like, ah. We're yelling, screaming. Like, oh, shit. Damn. Oh, he got it, yo. And it's just not us. It's literally everybody. The, everybody. We didn't want to do this. We just was like, oh, everybody's doing it? Yeah, even from every. Let's do it. Because we went to Harrison and Sierra respectively. For, so we have friends from this side. But you seen everybody that you knew in this theater. Because you know you got to go to the last showing. Because that's a cool show. Showing. So it's mostly like teenagers and cats in their mid twenties, but mm-hmm. of course you got that random family that want to have the whole family there. Be like, oh, this ain't this the ain't one the you. one for y'all. <laughs> and everybody be look, everybody looked at that family the while they came is in out. and just the was like, out. "We are here, baby. We are oh, here." Oh, daddy boy, you we gonna be black? There's only there's only been three times where this move where 
the hood Mike has done craziness. And I can honestly say I've been there for all. Yes. Yes, I may have worked during one of the sessions. And I can honestly tell you, it is randomly weird when everybody, when you have to refund a whole theater because somebody said, I'm blazing up during Madea's Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> you know how randomly weird it is for a Madea family movie for somebody to just be like, fuck it. And got the whole theater smelling like weed. And we had to just be like, we refund everybody their money back. Give them a free ticket. We don't know who the hell smoked this weed. And now we have to air out a whole theater before a whole hour and a half before the next showing. It was hectic. And mind you, too, to the younger listeners, I love saying that unironically now. Well, we had to buy tickets as a group. And mind you, I was 18, so I was like one of the few people that could buy multiple tickets. Uh And yes, kids, during that era, when you were 18, you were able to buy more than one rated R ticket. Yes, nowadays, that has been changed. You have to be 21. But at that time and period, just imagining waiting until you're able to turn 18 because you could just buy as many rated R tickets as you We don't need nobody's parents buying the tickets. You know why? Because I'm an adult now. Yep. I'm grown. Yep. Give me all the rated R tickets. Give me them shits. You know how weird and funny it is when a group of 10-year-olds that you know could watch a rated R movie hat comes up to you and be like, can I get a rated R ticket? And you just be like, man... I gotta have an adult. Y'all gotta have an adult with y'all. Uh-huh. And you know how funny it is when you gotta when you see them literally talking to the next adult uh-huh. coming in asking them buy them tickets, and we, I just feel like I don't we want to tell them that, no. We were all that kid at one. And point. then I became that teenager, like yo, little bro. I got you. No, actually, because I had to look up to him because I'm still short. I'm like yo, dude, I got you. They with me. <laughs> so we had we had one of our buddies, his older brother, worked at the theater. Yeah. So he just let us in the back. Exactly. If you were cool like that, you was cool like that. And then and then another thing too is dope when you go to the theater and you have the whole row. It's just you and your people. It's the whole row. It's all y'all squad. Do you guys remember the, the the how hectic it was getting there early enough to lay across your or something like your, yo, put a jacket yeah. here, put your shit here. <laughs> then also. Because, you know, this was the hood, quote-unquote. Uh-huh. So, you know what we used to do? Fuck paying for popcorn. Fuck paying for drinks. Yo, you want to hear some real some real gutter? I guess the kids would call it ratchet shit now. As soon as that movie let out, where the trash at? This going to be the coolest shit you ever hear me say. You get that large um, popcorn bag out. You get that large soda ba- um, cup out. You go to the bathroom. Rinse all that shit out. And go back to that kind of that bruh. I need that refill. I need that refill. I ain't paying $20 for each. It's called recycling. Captain Planet taught me that shit, nigga. Cowabunga. And then when I got the job, it was even more easier. All it, all like, it oh, was. Oh, this cupboard. Rinse that shit out. Oh, no. Uh, ever since now getting that job, all it was, was just like, I got my cup. I already It's in the break room. I bring that out. Uh-huh. We get all the free popcorn we want. Yo, it's not funny. Like, oh big, my god, the big small mini bags. You never just eat. fill that up. Throw uh-huh. the butter on there because it's one of those bags that can oh, sustain yeah. the butter around it. And mind you, you don't dig through the trash. You get the ones on the top of the trash. You just can't let Shorty see it. But like, nah, girl, you stay here. I got them drinks. I got that popcorn. Are you stupid? Ah, you stupid? I got that shit. Oh, you need one too. I got you too, bro. <laughs> Yo, you make things happen when you have to. 
Yeah, what it is, what it is. Dude. That's that George Costanza in me, baby. Russell. It's on the top layer, baby. <laughs> is it true? This is it true about the movie theater hot dogs and how like they're old as shit? Oh no, the movie theater hot dogs ain't no. They brand new. They just the thing is we. They it just, just looks like the, it. Literally, the thing is, like, every day they just put the hot dogs in there at the first thing in the morning and just let them cook on, on that cooker. So that's why they look like they day old because they just been staying cooked the whole one from 10 o'clock till 10 o'clock. If you ain't bought you a hot dog and you won't get that hot dog, just know it's a high chance that hot dog just been cooking for, for a few hours on the slow roast. Yo, that's true too. Like that whole, oh my god, like that. Then after the movie, so mind you, we watched the whole movie. People been wilding, shit going down. It is the epitome of the black movie experience, cause white people like to use the word ratchet loosely. Like, oh my god, we gonna get ratchet tonight? Like, nah, it ain't this cute. That shit mean hood. No, we was in there being ratchet. We was being hood. We being ghetto, cause that's what we wanted to be. Cause we was young. We was having a good ass time. Cause like we said, the theory was like. 75% of everybody that knew everybody. And then after that shit happened, guess what happened? A fight breaks out. So this girl oh. mom and her minivan try to pull up while her daughter getting jumped. Her daughter oh, snap. Yes, that nigga, was that's that. when that shit happened. So her daughter manages to get back in the car and then she think she knew like, oh, you think this fight over because you in the car? These bitches surround Run the car, the car and start and rocking she... the minivan and we all watching like, oh, they doing it. Was... Before World Star, before TikTok, before YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. Like, oh shit, they rocking the car. We all like, oh shit. And just give y'all a heads up. They in their crowd. The police, oh, the police joint is only like a five, ten just minute let drive leave. away. Just let them. Hell no, she shouldn't have been talking that shit. Let her get out. We can finish this shit right now. Fuck that shit. Oh my God, let us go. Hell no, hell no. It's, you know, security came out. Pepper spray motherfuckers, tasers. <laughs> we just start running like, like yo, we just booking, booking. You know how turn- random weird it is when you turn to the side of you, knowing that your friend was next to you, and then the next thing you know, it's three of your friends that were on the opposite side of the fucking fight right next to you, and then you look up and your friend. All the way down the block, and you just like, like we took off at the same time. It's like a zombie movie. We're like, are right, we cool? The zombies there. Here's a whole her. You turn around. I see. Pu- I'm like, I'm out. I turn around. I see motherfucking um, pepper spray in the face. Tase. Get hit with batons. I'm like, oh, shame me. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> I turn. I literally. I turn. I see it's one of my Sierra homeboys. I'm like, where the fuck, Kelsey at? I'm gone, nigga. I'm already blocked. He like, I don't know. I just saw y'all running, and I started running. They did the right thing, too. I look up, Kelsey down the block at the all-you-can-eat Chinese joint. Just to let y'all know, I'm at the opposite end at the car auto shop. And Kelsey just standing there looking at us, making sure us get to him. And he's like, man, I ain't want to check anything. I saw a baton right next to me. And ran. I saw somebody get taser hit the grand ground and started juicing. I was like, that's when I started running. There are certain sounds and sights that make you go, nope. Really? You, you make sure your laces are tight enough that you can just. Like go. I said, as soon as surrounding that minivan, that shit was. We knew it was bad, but so we already was like, all right, this is about to be weird. So we get to the edge where we know we can already, like, if shit happens, we could just break off and run. So when shit happens, we broke off and run. I just forgot at that time and moment that, oh, Kelsey used his track knowledge in his running, dug down, keep going. 
I still kept it at I still kept it at a good average angle instead of dip down and run. Word. So now you, now that you guys got the experience of the movie, let us actually talk about the movie. The movie. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. They fight. The end. We'll be back next week, guys. No, I kid, I kid. So, so the movie basically starts off with some kids. Well, no, it starts off with the fact that we find out that Freddy's now powerless. Yeah, because... with the Freddy um, voiceover, he gives us the narration what's going on. It's like, basically, he's been forgotten about, so he has no power. So he's just in hell trying to get back to his quote-unquote children so he could wreak fear on him and get his, um, regain his control and his... His vigor, if you will. So he's like, yo, who, how can I reach these kids? How do I reach these kids? I need to find a vessel to strike fear into people's hearts. So then you go to the typical 80s theme. A girl gets out the water, her titties out within the first five minutes. Like, oh, gratuitous, gratuitous boobage. 80s. Oh, Thank you. it's a Jason movie. Exactly. But then you find out, no, it's Freddy in Jason's head trying to resurrect Jason because Jason can never technically die. That's why he always comes back. So Freddy resurrects Jason so Jason could go to a fucking Elm Street in Springwood so he could start terrorizing the kids so the kids could remember Freddy, more Uh, or less. Fun fact, Camp Crystal Lake is only an eight-hour drive from Springwood. In the real world. In the real world for the movie logic, like, it's eight hours away. That's... Yeah. Yeah. So, so literally, that's how. Research. That's how close Freddie and Jason were. See, I wrote it, wrote it down for two of his titties. <laughs> <laughs> and also, another fun fact is, um, the lady that plays Jace, Jason's mother did not want to come back, so they CGR'd her face and got a different female voice to do the voice acting of his mom. As well as Freddy versus Jason was the last time we would get to see Robert England as the greatest slasher of all time. Fun fact. That is true. Um, so, you know, in the horror series. Or some facts, not Ro- fun. Robert, Robert England hates William Shatner. Yes. I mean, William Shatner hates him. Which is funny because <laughs> William Shatner's face was used for Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. So there is that feud. That you know? people like, oh, he's mad because oh, you I'm know, the face of horror. You, you know, know, you have a horror face. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. And you, you know, know also, England's making those jokes in real life, and he's hell yeah. And you also know that dancing scene on in the first Nightmare on Elm Street was all improv. They liked it enough that they just kept it, so that awesome. weird Freddie dance was just that's Robert true. England. Just, I think Freddie would do this. Hell yeah! And speaking of other. 80 um, horror movies trope. If you listen to um, Escaping Podcast, when we talk about the horror movies of the 80s, we talk about some of these um, cliches. And one of them is also white girls tripping in the woods over nothing. And this white girl totally trips over nothing in the woods running from Freddy. Like, she had whole track shoes on. Actually, she was barefoot, but still, she fell. He was nowhere near her, but it had to happen. And also... That's why I love the movie, too, because they play on everything that made the 80s horror slasher movies amazing and made them classics and um i guess you could say niche because there was gore and blood galore is, is gore and blood galore not really in-depth character development for some odd reason every uh, two douchebags that have to die first yes they're very basic <laughs> ass characters 
But then again, you don't come to these movies, movies for, for the characters these characters. You here to see these characters die. Yes, because like even like, because of course you have the group of kids. You know, they're living their high school lives, and then one girl was having like nightmares and shit. Cause her mother, her mother died when she was little, but her the, the, her dad was a cop and they covered it up. And the thing about the cops in Springwood was that they purposely erased any knowledge or mention of Freddy because they knew if you don't talk about Freddy, Freddy can't have power and Freddy can't exist. So that's how they kept all the kids from dying. But then you had this dude and his brother who were in this mental facility because Freddy well, they're not brothers, homeboys, were homies, boys, if you will. From the in the mental uh, mental asylum, they break out. Then they come. One gets to the school first and start telling the girl. Like randomly, he just comes in the middle of the conversation when she's talking about these dreams. I saw a man with a claw. He's like, "Yeah, that's Freddie." And then Freddie's like, "Ooh, <laughs> somebody well, saying my name." Not only there. did he say, not only was he spazzing, but the fact of the matter was, one of the greatest '80s trope is, you don't say anything. Because if you say it, you bring it to existence. So what does the dude do? Say it in the middle of high school, in the middle of everybody, circled around them like it's supposed to be a fight. And what do these kids do? As planned, later on that night, go to a cornfield, get fucking drunk. And just to add more fun to the joint, we already mentioned how the two jock dudes get killed. One of the girls... Love the job was in dating one of these toxic, toxic relationships. Dudes. You get to see her titties. And the thing about her boyfriend dying, he was like one of the first ones in that squad. Jason literally came in the bedroom and folded that motherfucker like a goddamn Gordita Crunch or some shit, motherfucker. Like, damn. Like a gyro or some shit. Just I ain't going for it. He did fold him up real clean. The legs and it's, it's one of those things where, like, oh, he folded him like this, but yet it's still standing straight up. up. It should have tilted. And the bed Whatever. wasn't made to be folded either. And it's just stuck folded. But, um, yeah, so, cause, you know what happens at a usual drunk sick party. Nerd dude tries to talk to the main he female. Depending on how they write her best friend, she could be standoffish or not. We got the standoffish best friend that likes to dig onto the nerd dude. He already a little drunk, so he used that drunken courage to cuss out her friend, which I'm not going to lie, some females need to just cuss out still in this world. But I'm going to let that be as be. But uh, shit goes awry. As usual, we think that this girl's walking in the minefields. Then we realize she's in a dream sequence because she sees her dead ex-boyfriend. And when we think Freddy's coming to his powers and goes in for the kill, it's the start of why Freddy, it's called Freddy versus Jason. Yes, because in the real world, Jason's... Because there's a little... It'll about to be a rape. Because one of these raver kids was laying on top of this girl, passed out. And, and then in the real world, Jason impels both of them with his machete. So in the dream world, she dies and Freddy's like, fuck, that was my kill. I needed her soul and her energy to get my power back, motherfucker. Jason, you're stepping on my toes, bro. You're stepping on my toes. And I will say one of my favorite things that was a trope, Jason don't like rapists. I don't think Jason likes anybody. True, but this this it's is not, like the 
third time in a Jason movie that somebody was about to get raped and that nigga Jason's like, uh-uh. But at the same All time, he died. don't like kids fucking. That too. So whether it's consensual or not, they both are going to die. That too. Yes. Like, you know, all y'all getting slain. But. If you want to think what you did. If you put in the tip, you get the grip. But yes. also another funny thing too about how hilariously bad this movie is. When you get hit by somebody, you flying 10 feet. Like an anime character. Like, <laughs> like everybody got hit. Like Roscoe getting thrown by that ghost. Yes, by that ghost yes. in the hallway. <laughs> yes. Like you get hit in this movie, instead of your body blowing up from impact, you just, like, you just hear a thug. Like, I can tell that's a dummy, but it's just so over the top. I'm like, I fucking love it. So fucking And much. I'm still trying to figure out what was in this dude's drink that he was able to throw it at Jason and set it on fire. Everclear? I was going to say Mad Dog. <laughs> no, it was clear. Oh. Every dog. Every dog. Every <laughs> Mad Dog doesn't come in crystal flavor. There's no crystal Mad Dog. But, um, yes, oh, shit. But then there was another part, too. Like, I didn't know Freddie had this ability. Because I don't think, oh, like, want to be um, Jay, quote-unquote, stoner dude. Freddie turned into a fucking ass weird Alice in Wonderland slug. But maybe because he was high, so that kind of fucked up with his uh-huh. dreamscape. He was able to go into the dude's mouth and possess him <laughs> in the real world. So I was like, all right, that's a new trick. But fuck it. It's well, a movie. technically, has he ever really killed a stoner while they were stoned? That's what I'm saying. Not to my knowledge. But not to mo- my knowledge. Not, so that could have. Not the fact that this killing is more like he possessed best... him without him being asleep. So maybe like being high. Because it's, your yeah, brain because chemistry is brain off. chemistry, yeah. So he could kind of be hallucinating and that's just enough wiggle room. <laughs> and, right that, there, uh, and that, that explains why the new Nightmare on Elm Street after this had all that shit happening with the kids after like in 42 hours while he was able to possess their body Exactly, because like it was it not sleep apnea. Is it sleep apnea? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's sleep, sleep apnea. Is sleep deprivation. Oh, when he's trying not to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then like, then in that part, Jason came in, cut that stoner dude, smooth in half, whack out, it's all in that lobby. I feel so bad for these custodians in these places that clean up all this blood. It's like they don't make a tampon big enough for all this shit going down in the city, man. For real. <laughs> and then you get towards the end when they actually pull Freddy out of the nightmare. And one of my favorite lines in the movie, or sequence, after Kelly Rowland <laughs> drops a hard F. Hard F. Because this was hard early F, 2000s. Y'all. While Eminem was still letting these F-bombs fly, she called Freddie the F-word. I had to clutch my pearls watching it last night. I, I was said, like, ooh, ooh, shit. This 2020, what is, ooh. Hell yeah, because prior to that, Freddie was like, oh, I'm about to get the blonde girl with the tits. Then Kelly Rowan like, hey, Freddie, over here. And Freddie was like, hmm. How sweet. How sweet. Dark me. Everyone <laughs> in the theater goes. Oh, no, we laughed. Because she black, nigga. He has to say that. Freddie may be a killer, but he's not racist. He's not he racist. He does touch kids. And, and he'll touch every skin tone. And the thing, too, is we all, all know. And we all know Freddie got jokes. So one of the, the best inside. jokes. <laughs> and one of another jokes he said when oh, when the main chick was in the dream and he had his claws going up her skirt. He's like, <laughs> you know what they say about the first time? It gets a little messy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're right, though. <laughs> 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 but yes, Kelly Rowland calls him the F bomb. Motherfucking, she talking all this shit to Freddie, and, and she's all like, "Oh, you got these little ass, 
Little he got five little knives. Jason got one big ass machete. Are you overcompensating for something? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, yeah, you just a little man. And Freddie's like, uh, behind you. turn behind you. I just doing like, uh, uh. She turned around. She was like, oh, Jason don't even cut her. He literally slaps the fuck out of her, out of her with the machete. She go fly like twenty feet into a fucking tree and just do do. Like, does it dies. He punched the highlights out of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he did punch the highlights out of her hair. I'm like, yo, you just did that thing. But then it was a sad moment, too, when the nerd kid, like, he was trying to be the hero. He was trying to protect, like, uh, one of the girls in the house, but he ends up getting impaled after him and Kelly Rowland had that moment. And he all like, no, girl, go. I'm cool. I'll be all right. I ain't about to die. Kelly's like, okay, as soon as she walked away, he turns his head. Dead. Doesn't blink. Then they just um, zoom down. You see all the blood just flowing from his back. And it's like, aw, <laughs> you were a good guy. He could have got some black peen. Or gave <laughs> his peen to some black cootie cat. But it didn't happen like that. So then Freddie and Jason start going at it. And which is like hilariously awesome. Because in the dreams, oh, early in the God. movie when Freddie had Jason initially in his dream world, you find out definitely. like... Everybody has a weakness, and for Jason, it was water because it was drowned. So when the water main busted in the dream, and Jason was all, I can't do a Jason impersonation because he's going to speak. I'm not well, going to do another sound. Just... It would work better with video. <laughs> and Freddie was like, oh, you don't like being wet. <laughs> look at you, little mama's boy. <laughs> look at you. Then Freddie started fucking with him. Like, he had him flying, using, like, telekinesis flying around. Like the a fucking, ping ball. Yeah, like and a ping ball. And he was out here playing, like, he was moving pretending his head, like, like a ping ball, too. Bop, that bop, shit was bop, hilarious. Bop. And then when he feels like, no, that's a tilt. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, one point, Freddie had Jason mama head, like, oh, my good boy. <laughs> Your mom's whack. <laughs> it was a whole bunch of fuck <laughs> shit. But then in the real world... Freddie's weakness is fire, so now it's like, oh, shit. And what's like, funny is they bring him back in a house that's burning up. No, actually, a cabin that's burning up because they were at Camp Crystal Lake. Exactly. Which is still hilarious because they had to drug Jason and then drive to Camp Crystal Lake. Exactly. So realize this is a fun fact. This is still in the same night they drug him and drove to Crystal Lake. Should be daytime by now, but... Hell it's yeah. movie schematics. And they need Jason to fight to fight Freddy, so they're taking Jason to his home turf. But Freddy is drowning Jason as a child in Jason's nightmares. So the water from the dream is coming through Jason's mask. And they was like, do we need to give him mouth to mouth? Then the nerd dude say that to Kelly Rowland. She's like, I'm not doing it. And the nerd dude's like, like, I got asthma. asthma. <laughs> and everybody else like, you do got asthma. She's like... Uh, and Sushi's trying to take the hockey mask out. The water just shoots out of his mouth. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and then when Freddy versus Jason when they start getting the banging not like that when they start getting to the fisticuffs like Freddy got all these Muay Thai fucking Taekwondo moves he like hit him with knees he hit him with this weird like behind he the hit back him with knee a kick side kick from behind then jump jump up and hit him with a Ric Flair elbow to the side like Freddy got hands and shit was like yo like what's going on like, and then you gotta realize like Freddy's from a dreamscape world, just like the Matrix. So this nigga uh, has learned karate uh, and all other types of shit. He did beforehand. fight Dream Warriors like in five mm-hmm. movies, but then I'm, I was thinking too realistic, like because realistically, Freddy shouldn't be, be able to do that because when he's out of Dream World, he's just a normal human being. He should be super normal. But then again, it's Freddy Krueger. Every time they show him on screen, he's written differently. He's a demon lord. Fine, whatever they do it. The battle's fun. 
they try to play it off like who's won? Did Freddie win? Did Jason win? They both got blown off. Like they they cutting pieces of meat out of each other's flesh. Like Freddie's. I had an ex who used to do that to me. <laughs> That's because you want it. Freddie is uh, sticking his knives into Jason's eyes. Like, he put his hand in his heart. And then they get blown off the pier. But then Freddie comes back up with Jason's machete. And is about to kill the, the last two surviving teens. Then Jason comes out the water with Freddie's arms. And shoves through Freddie's chest. Then cuts his head off. Oh, no. He doesn't kiss his head off. Then Jason falls back in the water. Then the main chick takes Jason's machete and says... Go to hell, or I'll see you in hell, Freddy. No, go to hell. Go to hell and cuts motherfucking Freddy's head off. Head falls in the water. Basically, the end. Then you have the scene at the movie. Then you have the scene at the end of the movie where Jason walks out of the water back into his dream. His dream home within his own dream world where he keeps all the memories of the people he kills. Uh, Head. Heads inside this weird closet of drowned bodies and shit. And when he has Freddy head there, everybody's like, oh, shit, Jason Ward, look, Freddy's dead. But then, of course, they zoom in on Freddy's face, and Freddy just opens his eyes and just winks, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, did he win? Will we be back? I'm like, that's the movie, guys. And that's it for that film. Now it's one of those open-ended, like, anime-type battle questions. Depending on who's your favorite character. Who you, it's who it's won, who, but it's technically won it's a draw. Because at the end, regardless... Freddy's still in hell. Jason's still in hell. Both are still unkillable. And that's the thing, too. Because Jason didn't even kill Freddy, technically. It was the girl. And Freddy technically couldn't kill Jason because he's basically immortal. But and... it's one of those fun things that the things you can always predict, um, will be able to debate about. Like, back in the day, like, oh, now it's like Jordan and LeBron. We'll never see that. But we got to see Freddy versus Jason. And we seen Kong versus... um. Godzilla before, we don't get that versus battle next year. But oh, it's yeah. always fun seeing those type of things happen on the big screen. And this is why I always say, I would never have thought in a million years, besides our political structure right now, that a Freddy versus Jason movie would be a better, more enjoyable, and on paper makes more sense than Batman versus Superman. Just think about it, guys. Think about it. What gives you more choice here? Two of the greatest superheroes of all time fighting or two of the most iconic horror movie slashers? We all know which one was truly the nightmare of those two films. <laughs> and with that being said, guys, that's going to bring this part of the show. Yo, we geeking out to we an geeking. end. And before we get out of here, we got to hit you with the yo, check it out. Check it, check and this it is when we give our recommendations. To all those that are fi- uh, fans of the film that we just got done talking about. So, Ross, what would you recommend for everybody that loves Freddy versus Jason? Uh, I would, just because it's a horror movie, not even in the whole Freddy versus Jason, but still a monster and you're trying to fight for your survival, I would go with a good old indie called Feast. Word. Can't go wrong with that. It's definitely horror comedy. Love that movie. One of my favorite B-movies of the new millennium, new generation over the last decade. However you want to slice it in this modern era. Um, I got two. Uh, Before I say those real quick, 
and just another Easter egg that was supposed to be like original after credit scene before after credit scenes were a thing. At the end of Freddy vs. Jason, they both were supposed to be uh, waking up and escorted to a corridor, and you'll find out the person that brought them to their chamber chambers was supposed to be Pinhead from Hellraiser because he is the Dark Lord of all Hellscapes, and it was supposed to be one of those scenes like, you guys couldn't do it. Couldn't get the job done now, so now let me get involved and let me set up potentially for them to have another versus battle or even a three-way crossover of some types when he, there would have been more like a point system and we might have got we might have gotten other horror movie slashers and other um, concepts incorporated incorporated into that sequel, if you will. But it didn't happen. But then again, it may happen sometime in the future. But my recommendation would be for Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Not the first one, because the first one was more like an action movie. The second one had more, more of a horror, horror. vibe. Plus, Gunny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gunny. And it gave us like the Super Predator in that shit too. It made Gunnison look beautiful. Exactly. Fuck, like, people shit on those Alien versus Predator movies, but for what they were, they were decent. Like, they're not supposed to be Oscar winning films. They're supposed to give you what you want Aliens versus Predators. And also, Jaden Kiss and Fabulous's uh, Freddy vs. Jason album. When the Ooh. both of these legendary MCs go back and forth doing their thing. It was a long that time rumor. Yes, hit. in the hip hop community for decades. Not really decades because they ain't been out for 20 years. But then again, for a long time, it finally came to fruition sometime in the last couple of years. I highly recommend it to all the hip hop fans out there. And yeah, so there you have it, guys. All right, guys. So once again, this is going to be the end to another episode of Yo, Yo Where The Captions at? at. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and sitting in and letting, letting us get all ridiculous in your earlobes. Letting us get all random in your throats. Ew. Letting us just seep it through your minds. Still Thank gross. you for being captioners. Yes, we love you, captioners. And always, guys, remember, be one or be nothing. Be kind, y'all. And just another heads up, uh, our Halloween crossover with the Escaping Network should be going live on Hollow's Eve and on Halloween. And if you want to get a sample of how our crossovers work and feel, we will be uploading our crossover episodes on our YouTube page. Yes, yes, y'all. Got your nose, bitch. <laughs> we out. Peace.